So, Jake, what up? I don't really know about you, but I've been feeling pretty good and positive about music lately. Damn, that's really cool. How about we change that up by talking about fucking jam sessions? I want to die. Welcome back. <laughs> this is Music Sucks. And I want to die. I'm Matt. I'm Jake. And we're talking about jam sessions. In case you didn't fucking get it. <laughs> Yay. I'm really excited to talk about jam sessions and why I love them so very, very much. The great thing about jam sessions, it's like one of the few topics that probably most musicians can actually relate to. That's true. Everyone has been to one. Mm -hmm. Everyone's probably hated one, honestly. I mean, the smart ones have. Well, fair. And uh, some people like them. Some people hate them. Some people don't ever go to them, like me. So I feel like jam <laughs> sessions are one of those things where the original purpose, intent, definition of it is much different today than it was when it started. Oh, yeah? Oh, yes. Okay, bring it on. I know nothing about this. I mean, obviously, jamming, the concept has happened forever yeah. in music but apparently the term jam session really originated in new york with jazz musicians go figure mm -hmm. and mm. so all these musicians would play in their like terrible big band like the paul whiteman <laughs> white man orchestra <laughs> just in case you didn't fucking get it that man was a gringo he was um so they all came together because they weren't segregated and they could play the jazz music that they actually wanted to play the term apparently comes, though, because uh, Bing Crosby would go and he would be clapping on the one and three, so they would say he was jamming up the sessions. Wait, really? That's one possible. Yeah, yeah, that's the like other one of the... actually comes from Jelly Roll Morton, who apparently when they were doing like sort of like cutting, like the piano yeah, yeah, duels yeah. and things like that, you know, they'd call him Jelly Roll. And he's like, all right, Jelly Roll's going in with the jam. Because jam oh, and jelly, jelly, oh, jelly jam. Oh, so, I'm so dumb. But in any case, it has to do with jazz, essentially. <laughs> um, but very, very important in jazz because it really sort of ushered in bebop because you went from these huge, big jazz orchestras to four or five guys on stage trying stuff out. Yeah. Looking around. Um, having some fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'll find it, you know, like Latin music. Yeah. You might know more about this than I do, but obviously... A lot of jamming going on. And yep, that. yep. Lots um, of jamming. Lots of percussion jams. Yep, yep. Yep. Rock music. Uh, probably some of the worst parts of rock music <laughs> are when they have those long extended jams. But yeah, 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 I love the Grateful it Dead. Was, <laughs> yep, but it was pretty... I mean, you know, I like Cream. Cream did that a lot live. Mm -hmm. Almond know. Brothers. Yeah, Almond Brothers. Great. They did mm -hmm. it fantastically, yeah. You know, and that's actually kind of cool because they had their like four or five minute songs on the recording, but then live 20 minutes. Yeah. And then brings us to today. I don't, I don't really know what to say about today because, again, like a lot of music, it feels like it's so diverse, and you know, there's it, these. It comes from a bunch of different angles, and but the problem is, it's all terrible. Well, I think we should specify that we're talking about Seattle. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I have no idea really what it's like in New York or L.A. It's agreed. Yeah, probably better, but maybe not. Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I would say it's most assuredly better. Yeah, but it still might be terrible. It still might be terrible. So, jamming today, what do people want from it today? I don't really know, personally. Well, yeah, okay, so I think that's one of the biggest differences between, say, like, today and... And, like, when you were talking about when yeah. Bird, you know... You know yeah, yeah, and, you know, like, Monk and Dizzy and everyone, they were getting together to actually, like, play together. Yeah. Because they didn't get that opportunity to do it, necessarily, right. on the big band stand. <laughs> you know? And so, they're all studying, and they're all trying to, like, try these new ideas. I mean, they're inventing, mu like, a musical language, which, obviously, can't really expect that today so much, but... Right. 
you know, they're actually coming together for a purpose. Yeah, yeah. And they're trying to leave having furthered something along. Exactly. Whereas today, it's not really about that for the most part. Yeah, I feel like... So there's a few different motivations I can think of. One of them is fairly harmless. You know, social thing. You go and hang out with other musicians. Mm -hmm. And you go on stage and you play for three seconds or 12 minutes as it might be. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you go away just like you had a few beers, whatever. Yeah, it's a good time. Good uh, social networking. Exactly. Like that. Like that movie. Oh, God. (laughs) Thanks. Uh... Yeah, another motivation may be when we're starting to get to a little, you know, cold, you know, calculating kind of thing mm-hmm. is when you go in there and try and show off what you are and try to market yourself to other people. Again, still not necessarily a bad thing. No, but the problem lies when the whole entire band is doing that. Correct. Because, yeah, I mean, that's part of it. Say you move to the city or you're like you're just starting gigging and like you got to go out and you got to say hey i can play yeah. hire me for gigs I'm or not something terrible i promise yeah yeah and that's totally valid and that's mm-hmm. helpful yeah and i mean like i've attempted to go to jam sessions to look for people to play with like just that might be good but obviously that's not happened ever but uh, <laughs> but you know totally that's very valid but there's always a when that happens you sort of lose all sense of musicality Yeah, because you're trying to present the best side of yourself Mm -hmm. as opposed to the best side of the music, per se. Uh, A good example of that was I was at a jam session uh, playing some jazz. Oh. Oh, yeah. Uh, The funny part is I was actually whistling. (laughs) It was great. uh, Is that the funny part? Yeah, it was really Mm. funny. No, so get up there. And what tune do we play, of course, but Donnelly? So, okay. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. I have something to say about this, too. The song choice in jam <laughs> sessions, <laughs> like what the fuck? Oh, I mean, Donnelly. I mean, I don't think Donnelly's like a particularly hard song or anything no. like that. But it's definitely chosen in that sense of sort of like, oh, I'm gonna try and like show off. Yeah, a yeah, little yeah. Bit. It's the like, modern day cutting, except for yeah. cutting was good and only one person. Exactly. You know, back you know back we're saying like people come to go with their like you know two chord groove or something like that. Or, yeah. Or they would try something out, but at least they're all on the same page trying to gather. But when people go up there and just like, hey, let's do this at like 300 beats per minute. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, this is going to sound really good from the audience (laughs) standpoint. (laughs) And speaking of audience standpoint, so we were playing Donnelly and we get through the head. And then I take a two chorus whistle solo at 300 BPM. And then the processional. (laughs) Five tenor sax players each taking five to six choruses each and by the end of it like my pubes were gray and like i was fucking elderly geriatric person i was gonna die how else am i gonna know how well you can blow over an a flat major scale bro? i know dude and like afterwards the pian- they turned the piano player to solo and it was i will always remember he, he literally mouthed the words fuck no <laughs> and didn't solo and then we stopped i don't know who that was actually it was someone really old he knew yeah he he knew knew. he knew and then of course the bass player took a solo and then traded fours Mm -hmm. i believe the total time runtime of that 300 bpm donnelly was about 13 minutes so that should never happen exactly i actually forgot why i started saying that was it because oh yeah it's because people just coming to show off to show off and like not necessarily Right. try for good music. yeah and i'm well you know and that's the thing it's a jam session so it doesn't necessarily only have to be about creating a good song True. on the spot True. i mean i feel like that's a really important part of it 
but yeah, you're jamming. You're having fun. Yeah. People get to kind of stretch out a little bit. But Pe- that's people don't have fun. They when don't listening have fun. to tenor sax. That's for the problem. That's, it's not, that's not fun. <laughs> that's, I, there's nothing fun about I, that. Did I? Say, so I said it was a processional, right? I wasn't kidding. They were literally lining up. Dude, I mean, it yeah. was hilarious. It's that's like a meme, even. <laughs> like it's always fucking tenor sax players too. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn, I know. It was so try playing two notes at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, monophonic <laughs> pussies. <laughs> but you know, yeah, that's there should be a balance because you know, yeah, you were you're in a band. You spend time making songs sound good. Yeah, and doing whatever you need to do. You can't expect that to happen on the spot at a jam session necessarily. Correct. Yeah. But, you know, hey, if we're playing over two chords, how hard can it fucking be to like, make that musical, you know? Yeah, dude. And uh, I think we're going into another genre of jamming if we're going to start talking about two chord jams. I think people really struggle with, again, it's actually the same thing. People just want to show off over two chords instead of two chords is really easy to build and yeah. and dip and dive and like manipulate. So easy. It's easy for one person to kind of guide it in a direction. Well, it should be easy for one person to guide it in a direction. Yeah. It, it really should. should. It really should. Um, never happens. Yeah. Okay. I guess before we get on this, let's okay, say. Okay. So, yeah, today there's the two types of jam sessions. There's the jazz jam where you're playing standards, things like that. And then there's the more like free form funk, yeah. blues, R&B kind of stuff which you could be playing some songs or it might just be might just vamping be, be flat minor e yeah. flat seven they share a lot of similarities that's why they're terrible right but it is two pretty different things yeah. i would say so i would what, enter one third one in there mm-hmm. and it's the really really weird jam sessions those seem to prop up pretty often as well that's true and yeah, those true. on average seem to be more fun for me personally, but even still, they're entirely dependent on who's there. Exactly, though. dude. It's kind of. I'll never forget like the that. one time you and I went to one, and uh, we were doing like this weird little spacey bullshit because that's what you do with free improv jazz sessions. And um, this saxophone player just gets up and starts playing C minor pentatonic, oh, just like wailing on it for like six minutes. Guess what? We weren't playing chords like our real harmony or anything like that. It was very. It was very spacey and. Uh, very atonal. Yeah. And so Until C minor pentatonic happened. By the way, what instrument did he play again? Was it tenor sax? Oh, I think it might have been. Yeah, I think it was tenor sax. So what we're, we've really learned from jam sessions is there is the worst instrument ever, and it's the tenor saxophone. Yeah, great. <laughs> so back to jam type number two, the funk jam over the two chords. The funk jam, yes. So somehow that evolved into people still showing off and trying to be the coolest person. And that results in the song staying the exact same for another 12 minutes. But which one's worse, do you think? Oh, man. That's uh, a tough one. God, it's all bad. I don't know. I mean, it's weird how I feel like this doesn't happen a lot in music. You have two very different types of music, mm-hmm. and somehow they're terrible in the same way. Yeah, I, yeah. That's, that's really weird. Yeah, it's, good. <laughs> it's a good way of putting that. They both ended up. With the same problems. Yeah, I mean, in a jazz jam, you can still direct it. It's much harder, obviously. But on the other hand, you know, everybody knows the tune. Yeah. Presumably, they've played it enough times that, you know, you could sort of have something happen to it. Yeah. Whereas the funk one, yeah, there's not a tune to know. It's just two chords or one bass line, and part of that is holding it down. Right. But... It is important to know when to, you know, stay on the course. 
Yes, but that's the problem. There's no variation of that. It's either staying on the course or it's everyone. Or it's death. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can't just have a build or a oh, drop. Oh, God, or... that would be so horrible. Man, I went to one where that happened, and this is going to sound really douchey of me, but I literally had to do it the entire time. <laughs> I had to be like, everyone, shut the fuck up now with my hands. You know what I mean? Like, go like this, and then we'd start playing quietly. And then I would tell people to cut out, and I would introduce a slight variation, and then we'd do that. And then it was fun, for me, at least. <laughs> I mean, that's the weird thing. It's, you know, there's at least, you know, a lot of these people are good musicians that Ye- actually good play. Players. You know, yeah. yeah, okay, fine, good players. Good but players. even good musicians in other contexts that they play in. Yeah. But why, when it comes to... The jam session, all their instincts just go away. Uh, so Why can't you follow? I mean... I think... Well, first of all, I don't think they're trying not to follow. Because... Sure. I think there's just nothing... No leaders for them to follow. True, I think people... True. I think there's... I think there's like an, uh, some sort of block against being a leader at a jam session. Because you don't want to be kind of a douche, I would guess. You don't want to be the guy who's like trying to control all the music. Right, you know what I mean? Right. But I think I personally feel that music really needs a guiding hand. It does. I mean, unless you're, you know, a group of four people who played together a long Years. time. You mean you, like Dizzy? Bird, yeah, you, you, know, you guys can just get up there and make it happen. Yeah, you make super you know, music and, happen. But yeah. even then, it's sort of like there's leaders, but they're alternating. Yeah. That probably can't happen at a jam session, to be fair. I guess not, huh? But Well, but it, they can. can be one, and, yeah. But that's the thing. It doesn't have to be at that level. True. But people aren't listening, I think is what it comes down to. No one's listening to each other. Yeah, I could see that. I people... once stared down a drummer trying to like do oh, a different dude. rhythmic figure. Oh, my God. I was looking at him like, let's change it up. We've been doing this for 10 minutes. How about <laughs> we just do a little something different here? And yeah, nope. Nope. Nothing. Just like you know, ice. Oh, my God. The ice. The yeah. ice. Yeah. And uh, I think it's really good that you said that no one's listening. <clears throat> because... People, this might tie into like a motivation thing. People aren't necessarily there to make the best music possible. They're there for themselves a lot of the time. I think that's the big problem today. There's, well, in Seattle at least, you know, there's not really a scene still. We've talked about that before. There's not really, you know, a rock scene, a jazz scene, or whatever. Yeah. The, the music's happening all the time, but it's not really, doesn't feel like a group of people getting together. Yeah, there's no community, community feeling from feeling. any yeah. sort of genre-specific thing. Right. Even as a large music community, it's hard to say. I do feel like there is a quote-unquote music community. Yeah, there is, there is. But, you know, if you look at a jam session, you'll probably see the same people there, you know, every week or whatever. But... I don't think they're talking about the music. Yes. I don't think they're yes. working they're not, together. They're, they're not, not trying to further it. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to build upon what they already have. Nope. That's what are they doing then? They're just doing the same thing every week. They are. They are. So and they're all kind of like you know just jerking each other off. Yeah. I mean. And you know if you go in just for that purpose of like drinking and going on stage yeah and, what's you know, wrong with that i guess there's nothing wrong with it but when people get sort of like oh i never see you down at the sessions I'm <laughs> yeah, like, yeah no fucking, fucking shit sucks, God. <laughs> um yeah <laughs> people can go there and socialize all they want but when it starts becoming a very you know important part of their identity or you know very trying to huff themselves up a little bit mm-hmm. on how cool they are because they go to the session you know, their regular scene member there, whatever that means. Yeah. 
uh, that's when it becomes a little problematic for me. Yep, definitely. And you'll see that too in Seattle, you know, some of the more high profile musicians, or the fuck that means. <laughs> they're not going to these jams really. Oh, fuck man. They'll show up every once in a while and everyone will be like, Oh, they're fucking here. Holy shit. Then they post it on Instagram and fucking Facebook. Everybody, this asshole's at the fucking bullshit jam. And again, no one's making good music. Yeah. And it's funny actually, when those people go to those jams, they don't play. They don't. It's hilarious. Like, this person will go to this jam and just sit in the corner and drink. I don't even know why they showed up. Because they come to socialize, and that's yeah, totally fine. That's fine. But they know how shitty it is. <laughs> it's so fun to see someone who's really good just not jam for four hours. Also, are jam sessions too long? Like, well, that's hard to say. Yeah, I guess so. But, like... There's a few jam sessions in the city that I know of that go from, like, let's say 8.30 to 1 or something. That's, that's a long time. That's a long time. It just feels too long. That it really does. Now, I think jams shouldn't really be more than... Uh, let's, let's iron this down a little bit. Jam sessions put on at a venue to include a certain community of people should not be longer than, like, three hours. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I yeah. Know. I mean, other than that, it's just like kind of getting old, and everyone gets tired, and you're cycling the same people, and again, yeah. they're still not making music, even yeah. though now they've played together five times. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, by the fifth time, are we gonna start trying something new? Nope. You know, this brings me to my favorite jam session in Seattle. Oh yeah, what do you got for me? That would be the Mojam Monday oh, at Nectar yeah. Lounge. Fantastic. And I think this really <sighs> is just. Every bad thing that we were just talking about happens at this jam session. Mm-hmm. I, the most important part of it to me of why I hate Mojam so much is because of the air that's gotten associated with it. Mm-hmm. It was, I think it's definitely on the decline now. Oh, for sure. But there was a while where it was on fire. There was like 120 people there every mm-hmm. week in this venue that's not really that big. It's not. And there was just such this air of superiority yeah it's like uh, oh you don't go to mojam bro dude that's the place to be all the cats are there dude you know <laughs> fucking cats fucking cats you know i will say i went there a couple times not to play and just to hang out it was really fun that's true because you just get drunk there's the repetitive funk music playing and yeah <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a nice little blanket to wash uh, yeah, over yeah it your... was actually a good time but yeah anytime i went there to play <sighs> yeah <sighs> i've been there a couple times not to play and it was Okay, yeah, it was pretty fun. Yeah. I left pretty shortly after arriving both times. Probably sure. within an hour. Sure. I mean, it's like the same thing as going to like a club at that point. Yeah, exactly. You're like, just going to hang. Yeah. Maybe meet some friends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, when I got up there to play, I have experienced some of the most hilarious musical moments at Mojam. <laughs> the most prominent one that sticks out in my mind is the time we were on play on stage playing a uh, two-chord funk jam, if you can oh, imagine what, what, that you, world. What, a two-chord funk oh, jam. Oh, Two chords. You had two whole ones? Two whole chords. Oh, fuck. One of them was A minor, and the other one was D7. Wait. Yeah. You're telling me. Yeah. I'm telling you that we played some Dorian. Oh, my God. That is the ultimate jam mode. Exactly. <laughs> Everyone knows that Dorian's the sickest. <laughs> Just shoot me. So, anyway, we're playing some Dorian for fucking, <laughs> fucking 12 minutes. Wait, are you strumming no, a Dorian? No, we were not. Str- <laughs> I was not strumming a Dorian. I don't play a shitty instrument oh. where you strum things. So, we were playing two-chord funk jam. I was playing keys, obviously. And uh, all of a sudden, <laughs> the MC announces, and ladies and gentlemen, on guitar, some asshole's name I forget, who plays with Steppenwolf. 
oh shit that's a relevant band yeah no kidding but i mentioned this was not like 1975 oh was it a few years ago was it 2017 i think so oh, yeah. okay cool so 2017 steppenwolf guitarist comes out he's wearing a white beater and tight <laughs> fucking jeans and a huge belt with like metal spikes in it that's badass i know right so he goes up there with his guitar and we're playing a two-chord funk jam the drummer starts setting it up you know whatever so we start playing some things and then after about 45 seconds of the singer kind of vamping on whatever the fuck they feel like doing the guitar just starts entering this distortion on for like a minute and a half and then he just starts soloing for a minute and a half keeps going keeps going and then he finally stops and then he looks at me to solo and then I start soloing I'm like trying to bring it down make it nice and quiet because we just heard a minute and a half of bullshit and then I bring it down nice and quiet and uh, no, no one follows me but whatever it's fine I'm doing it enough and then it happens. <laughs> he starts soloing again. And he solos for another minute and a half. And then he looks at me again. And I'm like, okay, I'll try it again. See if you had your keytar. Oh, yeah. That would have been pretty tight. You know, I bet he was just like, hey, jam sessions suck. <laughs> Fuck this shit. Maybe. Maybe he went in there just trying to troll the shit out of Mojam. Oh, jam. my God. That actually gives me a new perspective on it. Maybe. He might have. But you know what? Real people play there like... Esperanza Spalding was there. Oh, yeah, she was. I, I didn't go to that one. I did not. I don't know how much she played. My guess is not that much. Really? Yeah, weird. You don't huh? think she didn't? Yeah, she, she, I don't feel like she played two chord funk jams. All night? All night. Something that really gets me about Mojam, too. Yeah. I don't see it so much anymore just because there's no one there. But <laughs> at least back like two years ago, the role of the leader usually fell to the singer. Right. And if there's ever any band member who should not be the leader in a musical situation, <laughs> it's the fucking singer. Yeah, dude. Uh, vocalists are uh, a special kind of dumb. I don't know what it is. I, well, actually, I do know what it is. I've done... I spouted this theory multiple times to all my, anyone who would listen. But voc singing slash being a vocalist is the quickest, easiest way to engage musically with other musicians. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't necessarily equate to studying music nope uh it doesn't equate necessarily to communicating with musicians on a level that is efficient and good i feel like it just equates to the fact that you have a fucking microphone in your exactly hand. and you can be loud and your voice can be heard in its most you know pure form this actually happened recently mm -hmm. like a couple months ago i happened to be at mojam and i ended up jamming because oh, i yeah. had enough beers that i would like <laughs> oh yeah that's a good idea how, how many beers is that exactly <laughs> would you say to get up on stage because last time I went up on stage on Mojam was my birthday and that was after like four to five rum and orange juices I, think. I feel like that still wasn't enough it wasn't enough well actually it was definitely enough because I started like spinning around in my chair while soloing it was <laughs> I was really really feeling oh, it <laughs> anyway but anyway so uh, you know the singer was actually trying to lead the band that time and yeah. they do that thing where the music starts and they're just like Mojam <laughs> it's Monday, mode. Yeah, no, no, no. It's like the fucking the, when they hire when the NFL hires someone to do like a Monday Night Football song. Right. It's terrible every time. Right. It's Monday night, and the feeling's right. <laughs> oh always, shit! I just ripped that off. <laughs> that's always what it is, though. Yeah. That's totally. What it. did I just rip off? Ladies night. night. I just ripped oh, off Ladies I Night. I wish we played Ladies Night there. Yeah, but right. anyway, um, so she pointed to like the sax player solo, and then they're like guitar solo, and I go and. Perhaps I was going a little longer than the sax guy did, but again, it's a jam session. Okay. 
But the 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 kicker here was like started out simple enough, but then we're building, and this was actually one of the few times that at least three of the other band members were listening. It's like the drums and the keys were getting real loud. And like yeah, building yeah. Up going, okay, so you were doing something. Yeah, about to get real, you know, I'm just doing like octave chromatically. Oh, about sweet. to get like... The techno drop. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then she's like, starts to sing again. Oh my God. And I keep playing and she stops. Actually, yeah, her singing over your solo would be cool. Maybe. Well, theoretically, yeah, that theory, could yeah. be cool, yeah. but it was not going to be. Well, good point. So she stops after singing for yes, like four it's seconds. Just like how that's the thing. You're not listening. I don't know. I mean, I doubt they're. You know, she's sitting there counting bars or anything like that. But it's sort of like well, that well, seems like long enough. But uh, like the whole band is yeah, reacting. Yeah, right, they like have their watch per solo. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like here's this big buildup. Yeah, let's just fucking cut it off mid buildup. Yeah, fantastic. Well, can you really blame them for not listening though? Because if you did listen, you'd want to kill yourself. Hey, dude, it's my solo, so maybe they wouldn't. Oh, oh, I see. Actually, that reminds me of another vocalist thing there. Um, when our dear friend Knuckles, oh. he went there and he saw you playing. I wasn't there this time. Poor but, guy. Uh, years ago. I think this was like when you first started going, like, didn't Carrie go? You guys went like after? Maybe. Uh, anyway. I don't remember. I guess he went up there. I remember this... spilling half a beer on myself that one time. That's true. That's forced true. a pitcher down That's my true. throat. But anyway, what he said was, you were up there, you were jamming, and the guy was like called something, and it was like a reggae kind of thing. Okay. And you were playing a reggae pattern, <clears throat> and the guy came up to you, he's like, no, 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 it's like this, it's like this. I don't even remember that. <laughs> I know, it was just Nux was like, did he know who the fuck he was talking to? <laughs> like, god damn it. Oh, god. Everything sucks. <laughs> what about the uh, Hummingbird Jam session? That one time you hosted... Oh, God, that's right. I was the featured artist, whatever the fuck that means. And that guy was like, you know, this is my song that I... Man, just makes me so sad. I don't even remember what happened, but it was like he came up to me and was like, yo, man, this is my song. Can I, like, play it or something? So I believe what happened is he came up, he had a song, he's like, this is what I want to play. And he didn't, like, know how to describe it or whatever, but he could show you how to play it. So that's fine. Whatever. And it was... E minor. Okay. And guess what the second chord was? If you say A7. It was oh A7. Oh my god. Weird. So you do this jam, and he's like, showed you how to play, and you jam, and then he's like, let me try one. I got one. Guess what chord progression he picked? <laughs> what did he pick? Well, it just so happens it was also E minor and A7 <laughs> with a slightly different rhythm. Ooh, yes. saucy. I just couldn't believe it. He's just like, yeah, man, it's like this. It's like this. Trying to show you how to play this fucking 2 5. Yeah. Uh, when at that point though, is it really a two five? Well, then we get into modalism. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and regardless, uh, that jam session was really bad. The thing I remember about the hummingbird is another time where I just barked orders for like ten minutes. It was hilarious to me. That's what I remembered is like telling right. everyone what to do at what time. Right. And at that point, is it a jam session no, anymore? It's a jam session for me. I'm like using my brain to try and make music happen that I want to happen. That's not a jam session. That's me trying to control everything because I was fucking pissed. At some point, you just kind of have to do what you have to do to survive. There comes like some weird fight or flight thing where I'm just like, okay, you do this, motherfucker. You do that. Mm -hmm. Done. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Or the other thing that I tend to do is just say, okay, fuck it. I'm just not listening to you guys. (laughs) I'm just doing whatever the fuck I want. You can can jump in if you want, but uh, fuck this shit. I can't handle it anymore. You gotta do something. (sighs) Got a lot off the chest there. I um, know, right? We're good venting. Briefly, I guess we could end it on like a less shitty note. 
let's talk about this so we're free improv kind of okay the third type of jam we haven't discussed yet i don't have too much experience with that as far as like actual sessions go yeah yeah um i mean i've been to quite a few uh quite a few meaning like i don't know maybe 10 okay so you know enough and um it's it's possible for it to be quite good it is and uh obviously depending on the caliber of musicianship that's coming um, it can end up with some really interesting ideas being presented mm-hmm. and, you know, more raw music, not E minor, A7, but not even anything tonal. Yeah. But you use like things like volume and you mm-hmm. use things like dissonance yes. and you use other aspects of music to try and create something that is presentable to people. Right. <clears throat> Actually, two things on that. I've noticed in those sessions, I think the general caliber of musician is much higher i think that's true yeah because um, it attracts different kinds of people it does and that's the other yeah. thing is you have to actually think about the music you're playing Cause, yeah because yeah, there's no uh, shortcut yeah to you're not making a chart, music good yeah, yeah you're not playing two chords you're you're making the music you, on the spot exactly like you that. have nothing mm-hmm. to start from so that's interesting but there is a dark side there's always <laughs> a dark side so what can often happen is this is kind of... I mean, I definitely outed myself as a huge hypocrite in about four seconds. When someone tries to take too much control in a free improv session, mm-hmm. that's when it ends up really bad. Right. It's very much a back and forth in that kind yes, of music. Yes, it has to be. Mm-hmm. It has to be a clear communication from every party. Otherwise, you have one person's vision, and it will almost always get more tonal from that, as is just the pattern I've noticed. Yeah, that is true. And it won't... It just doesn't work as well. Yeah. I mean, you can have moments of that, but... If you ended up doing maybe a 2-5 progression oh, yeah. at the end of that, it ruins everything. It does. So there's a dark side. That's not the only dark side, but it's the only one I can think of right now. Um, but I think the other dark side is that... Of the moon. As the caliber of musician is so high, it does attract some people who want to be or think they are at that level. Ah. And show up to these sessions and poop all over it they are poop. uh shitting shitting on that yeah, poop, poop yeah on, poop on the it's, chest it's not of every good it's there. not fun to listen to and they think they're really cool you'll meet like some of the douchiest people ever at these sessions. yes oh my god so i'm not gonna put anyone on blast never mind i'm stopping um there was one person who came and they played bass <laughs> and they plugged in their upright bass into this amp and put on the hella distortion actually it was pretty fucking sweet until just over the course of this free improv, they turned up and up and up and up. And then they got their bow out and oh, turned no. up more. No. And it was just, we couldn't hear anything anymore. We were all dead. All hearing was gone. I'm pretty sure I have tinnitus from that night because that guy turned where up so Where was that? Uh, that was at Spite House. Oh, uh, yeah. I never went there. So Yeah. Is that still happening? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know if that's still happening, but... Well, if anyone's I, listening some... and knows, let us know. Yeah, right. Yeah, post in the comments if it's still happening. Because I actually quite liked a lot of the Spite sessions I went to, which was like two or three well i think that leads into this next point from what i understand about spite house it's more of like a house party jam kind yeah of thing, yeah right totally and of all the jams i've played that i've actually enjoyed they've been more that setting very very localized smaller mm-hmm. group of people yeah, exactly everyone friends we're all drinking hanging yeah because there's less to gain there's yeah well that's a, it comes back to the fucking you know 40s and jazz exactly. we're actually trying to make music together at yeah. that point you don't you're not trying to gain social standing you're not yep. trying to gain work mm-hmm it's people you play with frequently enough that exactly. you could actually make some music out of that. Yeah, some would say you're even friends. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Probably the most enjoyable jam session I ever had was 
in a warehouse in Tequila. <laughs> With a lot of 211s. With a lot of 211s. Speaking of 211s, today I have the uh, spiked punch flavor again. I'm doing uh, the blackberry. Black uh, spelled da- B-L-K. Oh, wow. Uh, it's always a dangerous choice, I was feeling. It's not my... Well, I used to like it, but it's kind of... See... Oh, boy. Here we go. Okay, so if 211 is listening, we need a sponsorship because it's hard to find all the good flavors. No, I think there's like a Seattle... uh, like law there about is. selling li- yes. malt liquor within two miles of downtown, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And but even if you go past that, where the fuck is the two elevens? We went yeah. to like three gas stations that we're definitely fucking two miles away from downtown. Yeah, yeah. So again, we couldn't find the if good anyone shit. knows two eleven, hook us up. Tell them to send some pineapple. <laughs> Tell them to send some spiked or not some spike punch. What's that new uh, one? It's like tropic, tropic, spike tropic, spike tropic. Yeah, spike maybe. Uh, tell us. Tell them to hook it up. Yeah, no yeah. black hands. Well, no. Okay, you can have the black okay. hand. I can't do it. I've never had the silver one. Yeah, I never have either. Just... Uh, anyway, <laughs> so after that long diatribe, uh, um, yeah, there's less to gain mm-hmm. from something where you go and just maybe like five to six people just jam. Yeah. And you can end up with some really fun stuff. You can. Uh, people actually listen in that setting, yeah, too. Yeah, because they're like interested in what you have to say instead of what they're mm-hmm. trying to say to you. Yeah, and I think an advantage of that, too, is generally people are facing each other when they play. Right, you go yeah, to a you're venue, a circle, it's yeah. like you're performing. Yeah, you're on a stage facing yeah. an audience. Yeah, and that's harder to jam with, I think. Probably true. Communication is yeah. a little more difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So if you're all just circling each other in a fucking you know, group of friends in a warehouse mm-hmm. with um, you can more readily see their facial expressions. Mm-hmm. Face. I've always found that facial expressions are pretty key to communicating musically. Yes, yes. Um, there are other ways, but it's very powerful. Underutilized, perhaps. And um, you can also hear what they're playing and have, a, and have an audio, or sorry, a visual connection to what they're playing mm-hmm. as well as an audio one. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's just a twofold thing. I mean, I feel like those kind of jams have been the only times where people have like dropped out for a lot while. Oh, what? Or like, they did what? You know, maybe changed their part up a bit or. Yeah, right. Hmm. No, I did that at Mojam. Where I stopped playing for like six minutes. It's because, and did anyone notice? Or? I actually don't think anyone noticed. No, I don't think they did either. I just stopped playing because I got bored. Yeah. And then I started playing once the singer came back in. <sighs> so well, anyway, yeah, the point so. is, it was I do that because it's good mm-hmm. at other sessions. <laughs> well, luckily I uh, hate music again. Yay. Um, so were you feeling positive? I feel like episode? the last couple episodes we've just been like really yeah. talking about some good stuff. And yeah. I've liked and enjoyed listening to music. But yeah, now I hate it again. Yep. On that note, is there anything you've been uh, listening to lately that you've particularly enjoyed? Well, I don't know if I still will. Um, okay, right. But I've been listening to this guy, Alejandro Escovedo. I okay. I've heard of him before. Mm-hmm. I... For, I probably got him from Scarufi's website, but quick shout out to Piero Scarufi with P-man. his knowledge base mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on the internet. It's literally scarufi.com, S-C-A-R-U-F-F-I.com. Mm-hmm. And it's a really weird website with a bunch of really weird reviews by some guy. But a lot of good music. A lot of good music. Um, yeah, he, uh, he's a Texas guy, um, 80s, 90s, sort of. You're talking about Alejandro? Yeah, yeah. Alt country rock. Interesting. Cowboy punk. Are oh, you mean kind of like a psychobilly person? No, no. I. Oh, it's like roots rock, but kind of edgier. It's really hard to describe, but you should check it out. I, okay. It's it's interesting. He makes a, it's Yeah, I guess it's like roots rock, but there's a lot of weird production choices and things like that. It's Okay. It, it's cool. Cool. Mm-hmm. Name one more time. Uh, Alejandro Escovedo. Sweet. Okay, 
For me, I've listened to a whole bunch of shit this week. I'm trying to actually listen to music and not be an idiot. And uh, the first thing that comes to mind is I listened to a couple John Schofield albums. Oh, the Schofield. Oh, my man. God. John Schofield is so fucking funky. It's unreal. <laughs> and he's white. <laughs> I could see him at MoJ. I know, right? No, he's actually awesome. Yeah, he would not. It's some, yeah. Something about his feel. It's that, insane. It's, it's, it just I, I, feels ugh. right. Everything feels right. Ugh. And uh, yeah, listen to a couple of his albums, A Go Go and oh, Uber what? Jam. Oh, those are both really cool. Uh, and both very yeah. different. Both very different. Yeah. He has a. Okay, so they're both really different, but they're they both have a lot of the same common elements that you know John Schofield presents mm-hmm, to you. They're both mm-hmm. funky. Mm-hmm. Uber Jam is a little weirder. Uber Jam though is entirely jam based. Weird, right? That is weird. But but yeah, it doesn't like. I mean, because they listen to each other. And now that we think about it, you played an Andrew. You played a bunch of Andrew Hill. Okay, time out. We played a bunch of Andrew Hill stuff last week, two weeks ago. Yeah. Actually, we're releasing these every two weeks, so a month ago. And um, you did talked about how everyone just listens to each other mm-hmm. in the context of free improvisation. Right. So that's jam based too. So, so this should be possible. Exactly. It's it's just so much precedent. So. Anyway, Uber Jam's fucking tight, all jam based. Yeah, a go go is a little more compositional. Yeah, but still, still, still just kind of like still heads. And yeah, they're heads and solos, yeah. but like with little things in between. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then, uh, so yeah, go check out those two John Schofield albums. And then I listened to some really bizarre uh, mo- modern classical music. I hate saying the word classical. Yeah, I know. Concert music. Ugh, it still sucks. I know, it still sucks. What do you call that? Post it in the comments what you think classical music should be called now that's, you know, written these days. It was, uh, anyway, it was Peter Maxwell Davies' Eight Songs for a Mad King. Like Game of Thrones? No. Oh. It was actually the weirdest shit I've ever heard in my life. Oh, so just like Game of Thrones composer, because he... Yeah, that song really, is really unique and really He writes great. really interesting. I agree, yeah. Music. I really liked it. Favorite. When, uh, huge spoiler alert, you might want to shut this off right now, when Ned Stark... Uh, dies and they cut to Rob Stark like slicing a tree with his sword and shit. The thing that makes me so angry is when the fucking Game of Thrones title theme plays really slowly. What makes me really angry is that almost every fucking song or theme he writes and that does that with the Game of Thrones the, the main theme. Whoever the fuck you are, go fuck yourself for reusing that so much. Mm. You're so such an asshole. Ugh. That because like that's such an emotional scene and it was really well constructed and then uh, maybe it's just me maybe it's just a musician thing but like as soon as it came in well I just wanted to fucking die it took no, me right out of it because it sucks uh, that's the thing though I feel like part of the reason he does that so much is people will be like oh did you notice yeah. how when oh did you blah, catch blah, that blah, blah, blah. I, I'm an intelligent person because I caught the theme being played in the most obvious shallow and vapid way possible I hate it so much so yeah I listened to Peter Maxwell Davies eight songs for a mad king if you're into like some really bizarre atonal I don't even know what else to call it it's like atonal to the max hmm. uh art songs from I think it was composed in like 48 hmm. question mark uh, go listen to that I guess have fun with that shit um, <laughs> got any rants for us what do you mean besides what we just did yeah for, that's a good oh, point God. we just ranted for a long time uh, nothing comes to mind I'm still I'm pretty angry right now actually but Yay. yeah I have a quick rant I got back from a tour a week and a half ago or so and uh, tour was fine but 
sometimes the person picking music is a bad person. I'm Wait, actually, okay, so are there rules no, such as no driver no, picks the music? Shotgun chucks cake hole? Is that a rule that you guys have? The, no, yeah, it was pretty much. Oh. It was unwritten. Hmm. But the point is I sat in the back with my earbuds and my night mask on the whole time anyway. I was sick as well, so that wasn't fun. But like when they start talking about Hey, Carrie, this is you. Uh, when they start talking about how awesome Foreigner is. <laughs> I mean, my favorite road trip music is definitely Huey Lewis and the News. Oh, yeah, yeah. Huey Lewis and the News, awesome road trip You cannot music. do a better road trip band than the Hughes. <laughs> the Hughes with the News. Come oh, on. <laughs> God. So, basically, my rant boils down to, can we have some fucking decent road trip music, please? I mean, I agree with the, you know, driver picks the music thing, and you can do that. But come on, Foreigner, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Foreigner for, like... An hour. See, I didn't know they had more than like one song. Hot blooded. That's that, <laughs> no, right? Yeah, uh, I thought it was no cold blooded. Someone else. Cold as ice. I don't know that one. Yeah, you do. Maybe. Okay. Maybe yeah, I. I might ice. know two foreigner songs. I definitely don't know an hour worth of foreigner I know. songs. Yeah. Nor do I know anyone who listens to foreigner. <laughs> I've actually, never heard, I've, I've never heard anyone actually say like, "Man, foreigner's so awesome." Before. Yeah, I was like, no. What about all their hits, man? I'm like, what? <laughs> that actually. <laughs> He was capable of naming a few. I was like, oh my Whoa. god. I've never heard of half these. Like, maybe he's right. You know, maybe we should have Carrie on here for an episode about terrible 70s and 80s music, and he could just school us on this. <laughs> I'm so down. <laughs> All right, Carrie, when you hear this episode, you're going to come on, and we're going to talk about... We're just going to try and shit talk you the whole time. Is that all right? <laughs> anyway, so that's basically all I have to say. Also, fuck getting sick the day before tour. Mm. I got the vocalist sick, and now she hates me. Which nice. is fair because it wasn't. It was not fun. It was like a really bad sore throat. It's, it's like one of those tickly sore throat too, Ooh, where everything's yeah, uncomfortable. Yeah. And uh, I got better like day three of the tour, and I believe she's still sick. And this has been like a week and a half. Yikes! 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 So uh, sorry about that. Uh, other than that, I think that's uh, all we have to say about jam sessions. Yeah. We made everyone hate them, hopefully, out there who's listening. And if you don't, you should probably... Uh, Just end it all? End it all. End it all. End it all. It's funny. If you like music, you should end it all. But if you hate music, you should also end it all. What, hmm. wonder what our perspective oh, is here. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, are we getting uh, found out right now? The only way this podcast ever ends is us killing ourselves. Yeah, exactly. That's We're going to be on episode, like, point. what? Like, 795, but... It just builds up. Ugh. Yeah. Well, then we'll kill ourselves after 795. You heard it here. <laughs> 795 Fuck. episode 795 we'll kill ourselves we gotta make lot. it till then that's though that's a lot what will that episode be about <laughs> just us hanging ourselves <laughs> you're taking well by then all the podcasts will be like fucking futuristic videos that's attached right, to that's right. so like we'll have, be live streaming the video podcast, yeah, the yeah. visual podcast we'll be live streaming the video just fucking tying the noose <laughs> and then what's our going out song it's, it's got to be some foreigner, dude. Oh, <laughs> Hot-blooded. <laughs> Kick it out. And then just, oh, the sweet release of death. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, I'm Matt. I'm Jake. And music really, really sucks. <laughs> and holy fucking shit, do I want to die. <laughs> Till next time. <laughs> See you later. Every day that we should live like